Welcome to Beyond the Veil. My name is Tara Kabatoff, and we will be discussing the subconscious, our shadow self, the great mysteries of life, and the truth beyond the veil. Hello and welcome. I'm here again with Richard Schultz. We are going to be talking about the collective shadow and how to understand the collective shadow, how to recognize it, what is it, and how to manage it in the healthiest ways possible. So again, Richard, thank you for being here and joining. And uh, this is going to be a, a discussion. We're basically going to dive into um, this topic and also offer guidance and um, teachings for you uh, watching and listening. This is going to be both on podcasts and YouTube for you to manage these energies as we we are in some turbulent times energetically. So it's all around how we can understand ourselves and pay attention to the energies, pay attention to the emotions, pay attention to our triggers, for example, how we feel and how to manage that most importantly. So again, thank you, Richard, for being here. It's it's such a pleasure. I had so much fun the last time we we played and when we have our conversations on the side, um, very much enjoy talking about this favorite subject of yours and, and mine. And um, for those viewers that are not viewing but listening, I've got this background that I created for this podcast with this with this birth in culmination with these shadows uh, kind of jumping up and and uh, when we free the shadow uh, really there's when we go into the shadow there's a there's a levity that happens we're kind of instead of gravity and pulling us down into suffering there's a there's a freedom that emerges so that's why i chose the the background is is for levity so let's have some fun i look forward to this one so we're going to go into this topic of collective shadow and interestingly enough I just realized that we have a lunar eclipse tomorrow. So we have some pretty crazy energy happening right now. I've done a little bit of content around uh, what we could be experiencing right now. And eclipse season can definitely trigger our shadows and bring up some interesting, <laughs> interesting experiences with other people within ourselves, emotions, purging, you know, and these, these aspects are really important or these timelines are really important of paying attention to all the different experiences that we have. And eclipse season, lunar eclipse is definitely one of them. We're in Scorpio. So this is where we go into the depths and we're going to be invited to go deeper into ourselves and, and pay attention to what we need to face, what we need to release, uh, what we need to, to honor, uh, what we need to let go of in order to create a new, it's a bit of a death and rebirth, something happening too. So just be aware of that because that is definitely a theme and I'm feeling it for sure. But we're going into the collective and what the collective means, um, how to understand it. So let's first talk about what the collective shadow is. What does it mean? Yeah, another thought came to me as you're speaking, which was which was interesting. And and this is this idea of collective and collective energy. We think we think we are separate beings in this in this body, right? But we are mm -hmm. connected, whether we whether we realize it or not. We're receiving energies from from beyond us uh, from from the earth but certainly from the rest of humanity so when we're talking about collective there's these collective energies that are they're emerging and 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 one tip that i've used with clients often is when something happens when something emerges in you um is is a question of is that yours or how much mm. of that is yours is sometimes for very empathic people in terms of the collective energy so there's a collective that and we'll talk about that emerging for 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 the world there's a there's i'm i'm part of that how humanity so it's going to touch me if i'm triggered it's touching me it may only be a 10 percenter it not may not be a hundred percent mine to deal with so what we can sometimes do as empaths people that are more in touch is say how much is it mine 10 percent oh Let's send the rest back to the set, you know, return to sender, put a stamp on it and send it back. And then they, the, the energy just goes way down. What you have to deal with goes way down to the 10% and take 100% responsibility for your 10%. You don't have to heal the rest of the world by working with your own stuff. You are influencing the collective anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, so dealing with what's yours when these energies emerge, then, then part of it's yours, but maybe not all of it 
some people will walk into room and suddenly they feel really down and it might be might just be picking up energy from the collective and none of it's theirs they just happen to not have an appropriate energetic boundary to what's happening in the space and how do you differentiate how do you know if it's yours versus collective well interesting enough you've just asked that question to someone and when a number pops in their head 20 percent 20 percent is mine we'll send the 80 percent back mm-hmm. with love mm-hmm and then and then the energy just often just changes yeah interesting i'll have to practice that usually (laughs) uh, i actually haven't done that i haven't there's been once only one time where i felt really heavy i just had a flash of uh, like a vision or imagery of the world and like really really dark struggle um and yeah i felt heaviness for sure and i i felt it was more of maybe a little bit of a premonition too. I mean, we're obviously, there's obviously a lot of struggle in the world, but I just felt like there's more, you know, there's more coming or something to that nature. I don't know if it was necessarily feeling the collective, it probably was in some sense, but it didn't last too long. Um, But I find that if there are times when I feel uncomfortable and I don't know what it is, is it mine? Is it, is it the is it the moon? Is it the stars? Is it what's happening here? Is it the collective? I just let it go. You know, I really just sit with it and really just, just focus on just releasing it, you know, and stepping into more of my own light and just being neutral, you know, in that time when it's feeling uncomfortable or just unsettling, you don't know what it is. It kind of feels ick or uncertain. You just find a place of of neutrality, just be in that place, uh, let it go. And send it back (laughs) send it back to sender you know with love i like that yeah yeah and 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 there there could be another question in that you know when when something comes to us i i'm i'm thinking starting off in this work when you still have not worked with a lot of shadows and done a lot of inner inner uh, development yet in this in in taking 100 responsibility for what's arising in your world then sending sending all that other stuff back and creating boundaries is the first is the first step. But once we start working with self a lot and become more in that sense of wholeness within ourselves, we then may be asked to work with the collective consciousness and the collective shadow. So the next question, how much is this mine is maybe 20%. Am I to work with the, all of it? Yes. Okay. So I have the capacity to work with the collective maybe or maybe i can get together with some other people and say hey there's a lot of hate rising in the world right now are you feeling it yeah i'm feeling it why don't we get together and do some work around around this um for the collective so there's this service aspect in shadow work too that healers may get into but as an individual in the shadow work taking 100 100% responsibility for our own creation our own um uh, experience of life is really important so if i'm feeling triggered then okay i'm the one that's feeling triggered here taking 100 responsibility for my perception of what that is or isn't and then doing the inner work mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we mustn't forget that our energy does affect others too and we're part of this big interweb of connectedness with all and the brighter our light can shine the greater influence we will have so that's just the way yeah. it works yeah you do if you do your work you are working with the collective at the same time and mm-hmm. it's just a just a little bit different focus mm-hmm. okay yeah. so let's get talk let, about this collective shadow i guess yes. what, what is, is the collective shadow let's go uh, what is it for you it for me it is yeah it's when I mean, we can have on small scales, we can have on global scales. Um, smaller scales could be, well, when when people have their unresolved shadow aspects and it's the like attracts like. And so people tend to come together in in groups and feed into their shadow aspects. Gossiping, judgment, anger, hatred, and work together in that. And it's, and, and it's a group of that energy that, feeds off of one another unconsciously. And then you have the bigger influenced shadow, which is the, for example, war, 
and that is again a very supported collective shadow to to heighten that those shadow aspects for uh negative negative outcomes what are your thoughts on it yeah if we go back to the individual shadow for a moment very often that arises we from a trauma of some kind inside of ourselves as a child we we have an experience or some conditioning that where parts of ourselves are rejected and that can be parts that we consider bad or parts that can we consider um light uh, or our joy our um our brilliance or smartness or whatever so so we we have a trauma in order to survive we push away that part and then we push it down suppress it tonight well families have traumas at a collective level peoples have traumas the in indigenous peoples through colonialism had all kinds of traumas collect holding it held it at a collective level within a people or race and you know the blacks in in the united states and the racism etc there's creates trauma and then humanity all of our experience of humanity if we look at our ancestors as humanity all the traumas get collected and we lose our wholeness or our whole sense of we're all we're all having this experience together and we've lost the sense the deeper sense of care and love in some cases and we get into wars and things like this so you know the it's trauma or shadow is this denial of parts of ourselves and a separation of self at the collective level it's also separation of self and exactly as you said right now in our world today with social media and this communication it's funny that that people are recognizing and gathering sometimes according to shadow right yeah. sometimes according to against the shadow but but they're arising and we an ex example of denial and we're seeing censorship and we're seeing suppression and we're these terms misinformation and disinformation and malinformation that the governments are talking about and we see this fake news what's what's behind all of that we can start to shut down and censor people and make laws against misinformation. But what's behind it? Mm -hmm. What's underneath of that in the collective shadow? What are we afraid of? What what are, what are we separate from? What are the qualities underneath that? Mm -hmm. What are your sense? What underneath all of the censorship? What are we afraid of? What's the shadow underneath that? If we look deeper, what's underneath? Control, fear. Oh. But it's un but it is unresolved. There was there was one uh, I, I think I did um maybe a video on it as well. But when when we are operating unconsciously, so when we are not aware of <clears throat> our actions, our shadow, how we project into the world, um, you know how we're creating harm onto others, it's a very unconscious act. It's very uh, living unconsciously, and when humans are acting unconsciously, it's very programmable or very manipulative as it can be easily manipulated or e easily influenced and almost justified, you know, having those actions justified in a way because it's a very unconscious way. So there are many different ways of acting that way of, of creating the control of creating fear. I don't even feel that people in those positions really even know what they're doing. You know, it's, it's just so, I feel, what do you feel about that? Absolutely. It's just shadow, shadow behavior acts out and we're unconscious of it, both at the individual level and the collective level. So it's, it's, we're doing stuff to push things down. We're working superficially at the symptoms that we're not aware and we're not conscious of what's really underneath. And, and therefore we project it in society onto others uh, very much, very much so. So one of the first steps is to, is to okay what taking responsibility i'm those 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 people over there are but they're they're racist or or whatever why am i so triggered by them being racist what it, it you know I'm, my mind might go round and round and round for days angry at that person or the or the government or whoever it may be and how evil they are what's within me 
that is unconscious that makes me so triggered out of that? Have I taken a, have I projected a piece of me because I'm so angry at parts of me that I'm unaware of that I put it out there so I can see it in the world versus taking responsibility for it within me? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, and it's, it's breaking Diving us. into what's behind it yeah. inside. Yeah. And, and it's having the strength to break a cycle. It's so yeah. easy to retaliate and, and send hatred back and anger and want to prove. And is it the ego? Is it, you know, like what's in there that's creating that action or that reaction? But it takes such great strength to stand back and let it go, you know, and not feed into it or not react or not develop that hatred or anger towards a certain person if you react or if it's internalized. You know, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of discipline, but that's the part of this transition that we go through. It's the more discipline you have and the awareness, the easier it becomes. You know, you don't get as triggered. You don't get as you don't become as responsive. It'll still come up. I mean, we're human after all, but it is it does require a lot of awareness and and then mindfulness, you know, to really work through it and not again fall into that destructive energy. Yeah, yeah. We something arises in the world, um, an experience where we're triggered. The having the capacity and the practice to, and the awareness to pause. Okay, I've just got really angry, or I'm feeling frightened right now. And instead of turning that into violence, so we could end abuse of the other person who's doing it to you. Um, Generally, that's not appropriate. It might be in certain circumstances where you have the capacity, you have to protect yourself from um, physical violence. But then generally, where we pause, take a deep breath, and choose to respond different or create a space, create an agreement with this person. I'm, something's happening with me. I'm feeling very angry. I need some space. I'll come back with you. So then you go inside, do the work inside and the shadow work, find out the the root of that heal the root and then you can come back into that conversation with others um in a more balanced way more neutral way and maybe it requires an apology maybe there's awareness together that you can get um walking away forgiving yourself for even thinking that you want to kill yourself or whatever it might be because we're all like that we you get triggered. <laughs> wow. There's a, the, the, the other day, um, we were talking about this just before the podcast on hate. The other day I was working with a client where she was, she was noticing so much anger, anger at abusive people. So she, the people she abused throughout her life and, and she couldn't deal with the anger and she'd been you know, on medication and everything else. But we looked under anger is, is a natural emotion. So is anxiety. It's telling you something's out of balance inside. So we, we've gone there before, but this time we found hatred behind. And in her stories, she was talking about, we started to talk about stories about anger at immigrants and things like this that, that's happening in North America. This is probably collective shadow that's emerging, emerging for her, connecting, but she was finding she was noticing hate. When it all came together, there was self-love underneath that she needed to come to. And and realizing she the hatred, the abuse that happened in her world had shifted her to become a nice person all the time yeah. and just send love to everybody else. Because she wasn't allowed within her psyche to hate. So she pushed the hate down. Right. And held the hate, which was causing all kinds of physical, emotional issues, because the hate was suppressed within her and and the anger on top of that. So her work now is to embrace and bring hatred, acknowledge the hatred, so that she's not projecting it into the world. And it was a huge shift for her yeah. when she acknowledged hatred. There is so much hatred in the world, and we all all we really need is love. Mm -hmm. all anybody wants mm -hmm. but in order to not feel hate because that we should feel love and loving towards people some people 
in their niceness and their wanting to be kind, they outwardly try as hard as they can to be nice and kind inside they are holding the hatred of the world and needs to be let out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where imbalances are created. And when we're so imbalanced in a certain way, then something's going to give something has to, or something is going to uh, fall apart or, or come to the surface or again, in opportune moments, uh, our shadow side is going to show up or some kind of, or, or our health is going to take a hit. And I was just thinking how that would be a big breakthrough for someone. Because again, when you're working or when you're living life based on your programming, unconscious, subconscious programming, you just feel it, it becomes very natural acting certain ways and feeling certain ways. We don't even realize it, but then it takes a toll on our health. It takes a toll on friendships and relationships and what we say into the world and how we feel about ourselves in very unconscious ways. So those are big breakthroughs. That's a huge shift. Yeah. So no, that's a wonderful story. Absolutely. But it is a very good example of how, how the subconscious has such influence on ourselves when we suppress and we don't face, but also too, I mean, this may have happened when she was a child and how would she know, you know, you just live, you end up living with it. You end up, ends up being part of you. Yeah. So this awareness, awareness is the first key. And when we can be, when we can be with that energy, even hatred, it sounds like crazy to try and be with the feeling of hatred, but if we can be with it, it, it can transform. So there's a, there's a quote and I can't remember who, who made the quote, whatever you cannot be with will never let you be. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if we cannot be with incompetence, if we cannot be with even something like racism, we cannot be with that energy. It'll never let us be. We'll always have it projected into the world. Mm -hmm. it it or 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 we will we will have it in hid within us and which will cause other disruptions in our physical emotional mental bodies so it's about awareness of what is there and then and then being with it being emotionally present with it and in the in the bringing it closer it dissolves so this consciousness, consciousness of the collective shadow, the stuff that we've denied and is unconscious collectively, they, then how do we become aware of some of those things? Because they're, they're actually, the mirror is, is pointing at us all the time. All we have to do is look in the mirror and see what's there in our collective and what, and what societies are grasping for now, what they're angry about or what's, what are the, some of the, the, the patterns in our collective that are happening right now and then turning that around and taking responsibility especially if i'm triggered towards that thing whatever i see out there and and then i can do that work so i was thinking of an example of right now we're going through this this and the states is doing this too but gun control as an example in the united states and these this violence these groups, this hatred of race and everything else. So what's the solution from a non-conscious society? Let's get rid of the guns. Let's have laws. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's going to stop the violence, right? It's not. It's a symptom. Yeah, that's, 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 you can look at health that way. You can look at everything that way. Education, you can, every system that we have there's a mechanism for band-aid fix or looking at the surface or, hey, look this way instead and find your answer there rather than it's all here. Everything is here. Everything, everything, everything. The body keeps the score. I don't know if you've read that book by Bessel van der Kolk. I talk about it a lot. It's, it's such an amazing and he's, a, he's an incredible person. And there was a, a study that um, that they implemented in in i think it was could have been norway it was more of the uh, scandinavian countries 
um, around bringing care into homes, disadvantaged homes, like single mothers, for example, or broken homes or something of that nature. And they would bring an extra care uh, to help the mothers and to help the children and the mothers and the child bond and help them create a relationship. And, and the crime went down. Um, all, everything that that stems from uh, abuse and traumas and lack of care, lack of love has had gone down in those countries, you know, and that is, and, and it's been, it has been proven, you know, these studies and it's, it's incredible. And that is the growing issue, especially in the United States. I mean, Canada here, we're not far behind in many ways as well, but yeah, in the States it's, it is a, it is a serious problem. It's being overlooked. And I feel that it's almost gotten too out of control or out of hand. It's almost this big, like it's just been in place for so long. It's going to take a huge intervention to really, um, and, and maybe it might even require, you know, maybe starting small bite-sized chunks, you know, do what you can to help society and to give back. And, and what we can do also in you listening or watching <clears throat> what you can do in your own way, you know, and even if it's an energetic way, you know, to help that, that collective. Yeah. You mentioned the body and the, um, I was reminded of a short conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, and that was uh, the 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 idea of voice and people not feeling heard and not having a voice yeah. within this within within this environment of misinformation, disinformation, suppression, censorship. At the same time, is one indicator that there's something happening with the voice. People are not certain people are not allowed to have voice, yeah. and there's a wokeism, etc., shutting people down with the wrong voice. This is shadow. And they're working this down. So, the in Canada there was also the freedom movement or the against the vaccination mandates. There was no way that they were they weren't being listened to. They're suppressed. So, yeah. I you know there's a rise up of a lot of people from Canada saying, "I have a voice. I want a voice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to march on Ottawa. I want you to listen to me. I want you. I want to make a statement." And what does what does the government do is is label them as extremists and try and suppress that voice again. I'm not I'm not saying you're you're right or wrong in terms of 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 vaccination or not. There was a cry for voice, which is this a cry, and there were, they also called it the freedom convoy, right? So mm-hmm. there is a there's a cry for more freedom in this environment of tighter controls. We're doubling down on control prevent violence, et cetera. And at the same time, people are feeling less free. Some people want it because within those control, they think they've, they're more safe, but they're not free. It's a suppression. When we suppress the shadow, it will arise and it will explode at some point. It's dangerous in the shadows. And around voice, around, the, around North America, certainly maybe around the world, there is a thyroid epidemic. Mm. Thyroid symptoms you know, like undiagnosed mm-hmm. with all kinds of energy issues, uh, et cetera. Where does the there where does the thyroid sit? Right on the voice. Yeah. So so bringing voice to the shadow is also important. Bringing it into the open, being aware of the shadow that we suppress that wants a voice, wants to come out of the open and hand us as a society. A gift. And as you said, lend us true love and true care. And and other qualities inside the shadows that we've pushed away, inside hatred is perhaps love. Is is transforming that into love of all, no matter what they do. Yeah. The majority of people I've worked with um, have, and myself included, (laughs) constant in my throat. Um, have had problems with their throat and confidence speaking, speaking up, not, not so much speaking up in protests, but, but sharing their wisdom, sharing their knowledge, sharing their information, feeling comfortable, not, they're not going to get attacked or shamed or judged or censored. Um, and that goes back hundreds of years. I mean, we've been living in this for a long time. It comes in ancestral, past life, this life, you know, we're getting, we have to, find our way through this trauma that we've 
had for who knows how long, really. Um, but it, this is something that I feel, especially in this timeline, what we're starting to come into. Even though there's still suppression and there's censorship, there still is a surge of people who want to be heard and it's growing more and more, you know, and that is something beautiful. And it may happen in um, the voice coming up might have negative consequences, um, might not, but it's something that is, it's like, it's, it's coming up to be heard. And, and there's still a lot of people who can't speak you know, and don't feel comfortable speaking. Um, there's a huge, huge, huge demographic. Uh, and then I'm, I'll just go out on a limb and say that a lot of those people who won't speak up or show themselves will target others maybe online. You know, they'll be behind a, behind a, a fake avatar sending hatred out just to be heard and just to get their their shadow onto someone else or get their word out there in not so great ways. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. So, so, so you, you can react in different ways to the same shadow of not being heard. You yeah. can not being heard. You can suppress it, not feel comfortable using your voice. So not able to get out there from that shadow or not being heard can turn into, I'm going to make you hear me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Or hate, and, and, or hate, just over, this anger. Or hate, mm -hmm. or, or speaking too much, thinking mm -hmm. over the conversation. Because mm -hmm. you think there, there's still an issue with voice there. You're you're mm -hmm. trying trying to get people to hear you because you're right and they're wrong, etc. So it's all there's 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 thyroid, there's voice connected with all of these things. So that and and what you said, um, you know, this is a time when when there's so many shadows emerging. The, the beauty of social media and this global communication is right now we can start to see the shadow emerging everywhere as people congregate and emphasize the shadow. It's in our face. Mm -hmm. Before, we couldn't see it. It was more subtle. Right now, it's consciousness is saying, hey, deal with me or it's going to get worse. Yeah. We have, to re we have to learn as a society is, okay, so how are we going to deal with that shadow? How am I going to deal with that shadow in me? That's the first, or the, really the first step is become aware of the shadow and then, okay, take responsibility. Is this within me? What is, what are the wounds, what are the wounds within me that cause the separation of self bringing that back? And then, and then start, how do we work also in communities to bring this awareness mm -hmm. and sit and listen and give people voice and heal this as a collective also? How do we do that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll share a quick, a quick story of my own that I shared with you before this, before this call for everyone as well. And, and how I had to work through it myself, um, where I posted a, a very, very short, probably 15 second video on YouTube the other day and, uh, basic information. It was something pertaining to the law of attraction, you know, just being in a higher frequency. And I have never experienced so much hate, um, with any of my content pieces before, and like I said, it was 15 seconds. It was a quick message meant for anyone who needs to hear it at this time. But for some reason, just, and, and maybe it, I, I, I've i been on YouTube now for two and a half years between, I have two channels. Um, I have never experienced anything like that before. And I don't know if it's just, you know, one of those things that slipped out, <laughs> slipped out of the bubble of the law of attraction viewers and just went into some other realm or wherever. Um, or if it's just like you said, like, it's just, there's a surgence of just something's coming to the surface. Like it just is this, this very intense energy. Um, and anyway, there were a few, a few comments on it that really triggered me. Um, some made me angry. Um, some made me actually quite sad that it, it was hard for me to actually open my phone or open my, uh, the app to the YouTube channel to re read the comments or find updates because there was always something coming in. It was like constant yesterday. And so it was, it made me actually for, at first I was angry and, and then I got very sad with it. Um, so it was interesting. It was more on self-reflection and unconsciously I have a very strong anger trigger. So I had to be very aware of that. And then 
there are some people who no matter how kind you respond, they won't have it. You know, they, they won't listen to it. They won't have it. Uh, it's basically an end conversation. And there's, there's no interaction. And some people you don't want to even bother interacting with or, or investing your energy into a situation where you know it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, so you have to be discerning with these things. But there are some that are open to conversation, but they'll want to they'll they'll want their way to be heard, and that's the way, right? And so you can feel their energy where they're coming from. So I did engage with a couple of people, and it was very headstrong energy that I was dealing with. So it made me actually also go into a place of temper tempering it, you know, trying to temper it and and at least resolving it in a way of uh, it's, it's based on my frequency. You know, we can change our energy entering a situation that's confrontational. Um, I've used this analogy a few times of, I don't know if I did, if I did it in our last call or not, but, uh, you know, the dog, the wounded dog, the stray dog, that's, that's fleas and it's, has missing fur and teeth and just like broken, <laughs> bent, bent over ear, hovered, um, huddling in a corner, barely alive. And, biting at people who try to touch it and then it gets rescued and it, it it comes into an environment of love and care and nurturing and then you see the after story of the dog all of a sudden being this you know beautiful dog that's brand new personality just like that they can get over they can get dogs it's amazing how dogs can just get over it but for some reason humans are a little bit more complicated <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time for us to get over things. We have a lot more going on in here, but it's a similar story. I mean, if you, if you give someone love in a situation that is confrontational, I mean, use your, use your judgment on it. Uh, use your discernment always. Some of it doesn't even require your time, but if it's worth it, and if you feel that there's an opportunity there to work with the situation, it's going to require you to really self-reflect and come into it in the right way so that you're not you're not triggered and you're not coming from hatred and Richard before also you mentioned that when we face our hatred and when we face our our negative energies that's when we get to dissolve we get to resolve them they do dissolve and it's not like we have to deal with this for the rest of our lives the point of this work is so that we can come to a better place we can arrive to a better place and we can hold the space for others and we can deal with difficult situations with ease and we can heal ourselves and our body. That's the whole point of this work. Right. So even, I feel that even for myself, that probably I feel like I've, I've done a lot of this work to help me before I couldn't talk in front of people. I could never do this. There was no way I was petrified. When I worked in the corporate culture, I would be trembling in groups of people. I couldn't say anything. I was, I, I just, I, like, I would lose my mind, <laughs> stutter, I would be a mess. And I feel that it, it's taken a lot of determination and a lot of focus because I want to, I want to talk. I want to help. I want to do more with myself. I don't want to limit myself anymore. But again, we have, we all have different journeys. And sometimes we have to come to that place where we want better, or we want to not be suppressed and not have ourselves feel limited because it's such a restricting energy to be in. And speaking from the other side, this is way better. Still a work in, still working on it. It's not a hundred percent, but um, I feel that especially doing what I, what I'm doing with content and these types of environments, the shadow work is essential so that I can keep doing what I want to do and not hover in a corner and cry all day, which I wanted to do. No, to, to rise above it and to keep going. Yeah. And you, you portrayed just there in the story, the gift of the shadow. So mm -hmm. from where you were is this timidness, this fear, etc. Inside of that is, is your voice is in your, is, is in your purpose of the world. So, so sitting in that place of being shy, feeling restricted, I don't, I don't want, I, I don't like this. I've got to, I've, I want to feel heard. I want to be able to get my voice out there. So, so the impulse comes, and and a, a projection into the your future of what you want to become. And it came from not feeling comfortable where you were. 
so the shadow parts don't feel comfortable. So what's rising in the world right now in the collective is showing us, saying, hey, we can be better than this, or has that opportunity. There's always an opportunity. Who do we want to become as a human collective? Do we want to come and start destroying our planet and throwing garbage all over the place? Who do we want to be? Let's clean it up. Let's clean up. Do we want this violence? Are we are we going to, or do we want the addictions and the drug addictions? Is this the kind of society we want where we take certain people and push them off into, say, prisons or whatever? Who do we want to become? And how do we work at a deeper level with all these things? So inside the shadow, inside everything that's arising, which looks terrifying, absolutely terrifying where we're going. But it's also having the collective, hopefully, saying, what's the opportunity? Who do we really want to be? If we go into this and, and understand and look at the corruption that's happening in our political leadership and the corruption itself, the racism that's happening and and uh, the and the judgment that goes around us, the authoritarianism that, that seems to be emerging and our reaction to that. If we deal with it, the superficial level, like taking away guns or suppressing people, we're still in the shadow. Yeah. We're still in the shadow. But it, there's an impulse. We want more. So wokeism and everything else is, a, is, is an indicator that we want more. We're just coming, a, coming from shadow. We're not coming from um, a loving place yet. Do-gooders can do a lot of harm if they're, if they're coming from the trauma and coming from the shadow. So how do we how do we change that? And what or even what's a, what's arising? What's arising? You know, as for the audience here that's listening to this, what's arising for you? What what can't you stand in the world? What do you hate out there? And does it trigger you? I hate unfairness. It really triggers me. Oh, so there's something inside that really gets your anger out. Um, then okay, how do I? it's subtle what, what's underneath that you know we're you're talking about the, the experience of social media anger popping up anger is a beautiful energy if you can't use anger if you can't be at one with anger then what's underneath the anger sometimes and anger is really good for boundaries sometimes anger arises because you you have not not actually set the appropriate boundary for yourself energetically or physically um and so it's a learning around boundaries and that discernment that decision do i jump into this conversation or and i put a boundary there too and say hey that's not for me to resolve all the hatred of the world i can't change their mind there's a lot of people in their head they're not gonna you know, i was in a meeting the other day and and we got into this defensiveness, this conversation in this community, but we'd already formed this community. And so we said, okay, stop. We are a community. We, we, we don't have to process this from two sides. We can process this together. Let's speak into the center of the circle versus at each other. And let's drop to it, take a pause and drop to our heart. And the whole energy of the group changed. Mm-hmm. And we actually got into how much we cared for each other and all these expressions of that was starting into a defensiveness and offensiveness was was really about because we cared about each other. Underneath was caring, and people wanted their hear their have their voice heard. Pausing, dropping to the heart versus here, trying to figure it out, changed everything, and we got to a very different place. Mm. Beautiful, that's the way. The pause, <laughs> the uncomfortable pause. I need to get back at that now. Hit the send button. Yeah, that's my impulsiveness. Yeah, the pause is really important. Pause, reflect. Um, yeah, and again, excellent takeaway for for viewers, listeners. Check in. You know, where is the hatred residing? Where are your triggers residing? What is it teaching you? Um, how can you pause, you know, how can you self-reflect, bring more of the awareness into your emotions and reactions and go deeper with it, you know, and that's where you find your answers, the why, go deep into that why, 
question. There's a really interesting, when I was working back in my marketing days, there was an interesting um, pro uh, process that a lot of the engineers uh, would uh, would use. And it's the why, the why test. So you go seven, seven layers down into the why. So you find your top problem, you're probably your more superficial or your, your action, what you're conscious of and go into why, why am I feeling that way? Well, why am I feeling that way? Or why is this? And, and go into those whys, always, always just go dive as far deep down as you can and try to just observe what's the ego is the ego will really want to prove and want to be right. But when you get into your heart, that's where the truth lies and it will give you the truth. The ego likes to hold on. That's been my, I've had a very strong aspect of that, that I've had to let go of. Almost there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you're so much in touch with my body and feelings in the body, but the body that's holding these energies doesn't lie either. Mm -hmm. There's a truth there, but you have to spend some time with it. So if you've got a, if something, if, if, anger is arising and maybe it's in the in the belly that's where it mostly is localized or if it's ang if it's it, it's up around here or whatever just be present with that and ask so what ask that part what is that about what's underneath that what's what's that and it and and something very often will arise um you're looking for a, a word or a phrase of what what's behind that so i've got angry here what's behind it and then and, and then searching, is that it? it? When you land and then going again, is this it? Is this it? No, not quite. Is this it? And and there'll be words that arise. And when you when you land when on whatever it is, tears or something comes forth, you feel it. And it just goes, whoosh, and it's here. And then that's it. That's the handle. You, 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 you can grab onto it now with a handle. It gives you a handle when you find the right energy behind it. And it's very specific for the person. So when I was talking about the client the other day, it was we were playing with the anger and we were playing with her body and we anger and then underneath that a few words and then suddenly hatred arose. He owned, started to own her own hatred and everything started to change and the body shifted and the sensation in the body disappeared. Body says, thank you, you got me. Yeah. The body says, thank you for letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've been holding on to this for a long time. Yeah. yeah. We can, we can, we can just, the body is, everything is connected. You know, our, our, our beliefs, our emotions, our actions, our body is all connected and our body, our body takes the hit for a lot of the stuff, you know, unconsciously it's yeah. yeah so tuning in is also equally important there. Yeah. All right. Lots covered here. Did we talk about the collective shadow? I guess we did. <laughs> we did. We did. Lots we of did. other stuff too. <laughs> it's all good. It's all connected. It's all part of the collective. Yeah. It is. It's all it part is. of it. The, the, the individual work we do is connected to the collective. The collective is influencing us. Um, just sitting in awareness. What? How am I being? disturbed what's upsetting me uh, every upset is all set up mm -hmm. it's an opportunity and every upset is a setup for some opportunity some gifting wow something happening here i've been set up or i'm upset what is the setting up for what is consciousness asking me to be aware of and do some work with is it hatred is it my stupidity? Is it my anger? Is it my anxiety? What's behind those things? What's underneath? Is it I hate dishonesty? Uh, what is it behind it? And it's it's a beautiful what what arises when we do that work is there's the shadow is free. The gifting comes out. You learn to that you your purpose is to use your voice rather than what's suppressed or whatever it may be. It gives you gives you meaning and love and life and aliveness. And also 
never forget that what is triggering that emotion is not where the answer lies. So the the initial spark that fuels the the anger or the frustration is not where the answer lies. It's not that person. It's not the our politicians. It's not you know it, it has nothing to do with that. That is that gives you the clue as to what's happening in here, but you need to go deeper to understand what it is and not look at the outside world as the problem. Yeah. Well, well said. Um, Cause that's, that's, that's the superficial look at it. It's the clue. It's the indicator. It's like the, you, your light on your car indicator light on your engine of your car. There's mm-hmm. a light there. Well, people things you can do you can see if it's telling you something that wrong that's out of balance with the engine or you can unplug the indicator light and 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 that's what we're doing typically in society where we're getting rid of the light the indicator light we're we're rather than seeing if there's something behind it mm-hmm. and often we need help to find out what's behind it because we we're so unconscious and and it's been something we've been pushing away and the ego does not want to see it we there are parts of our reality we cannot face that sometimes we need some help in in like like you i'm not a mechanic if my engine light comes on in my car i'm gonna go to the mechanic to help me figure out what the issue is uh the diagnostic and when we get to the well if the carburetor has this issue or whatever, then it can be, it can be put back in the balance. Perfect. Yeah. And if you don't go and get your car checked, your engine's going to fall out. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> that is how it works. All right. Well, thank you so much, Richard. This was a, a lovely discussion. I love talking about this. I can talk about it all day. But we'll end it here. And um, again, I'll leave Richard's contact information if you want to get in touch with him. Uh, of course, if you want to get in touch with myself, you know where to find me. But Richard, as, as always, it's a pleasure. I love these conversations and we'll we'll have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. I, I also have a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Thank you for joining this episode. If you would like to be part of a supportive and thriving group for learning, healing, and growth, find me over at Patreon. Also additional content on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. I'm wishing you all the best with your transformative journey and beyond, and I will be seeing you again very soon.